Hello there. You're about to experience the What's Up Church podcast. Can a dude get some Holy Spirit? What's up, church? How are we doing today? Um, welcome to episode three of the What's Up Church podcast. My name is Daniel Jordan. <clears throat> Again, the person taking you on this audible journey through my faith, balance, and stuff like that. So we have a good one today, um, I think. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it. Um, first and foremost, I want to give some little housekeeping notes. Uh, one, how often these things are coming out. Um, my goal is to have these come out once a week, at, a, at least once a week, have one episode. The duration of that, couldn't tell you. Um, that's going to be just a Holy Spirit thing as I'm, I'm talking stuff out. If I feel like I've come to the completion of an idea or concept or I'm good, that's where I'll stop. Um, and that's how it's going to kind of work in my heart. That's kind of how I feel the best is just taking the things that I'm processing and bleh, putting them out there for you guys to process with me. Yay, you. Um, so that is kind of the, the idea. Um, and so that's why I'm really excited about today because it really is un, like unpacking a concept that I've, I've, I started a while ago. So five smooth stones. So a lot of people don't, don't know. Um, well, they do know. Like when David went to go fight Goliath, before he went down to the river, he went and got five smooth stones. That was like, he went down like, hey, let me grab this in my pocket. Um, a lot of people are like, wow, that's a, you know, an odd number. But people, some people, a lot of people realize if you're in the church, I think this is pretty common knowledge. But Goliath had four brothers, four other giants that were brothers. So in, in retrospect, David was grabbing a stone for each one of them just in case they came down to retaliate what, for what he was about to do to his big bro. Um, so that's kind of a uh, the, the five smooth stones. Well, I had never heard this concept, but Michael Koulionis, which is the pastor at Jesus Image out of Orlando, Florida, which is an amazing ministry, by the way. That dude is awesome. Gosh, he's so good. He, like, no one beats the Jesus drum harder than that dude. Like, in just the essence, the life, the love of, like, all things Jesus. Like, the, their ministry is called Jesus Image, and there's no joke. It's so powerful. Um, it's a great one to listen to. So if you're into a ministry, check that one out. However, he had this concept of like everyone that goes to his school, his students, should get five smooth stones. And that is five scripture verses that you stand on when you're fighting your giants. Five scriptures that absolutely, that you hold, no matter what's going on in your world, there are five scriptures that you hold on to with your life that mean the world to you because they are your absolute anchors in your faith, in your in your thought process, in your in your relationship with God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Like that is what you're standing on in these five smooth stones. And that does not mean create a theology out of five scriptures. That's not any of that. It's just these are the ones you go back to that you truly hold on to. And so today I kind of want to unpack one, my first smooth stone. Um, this is this the the first a scripture that I, I mean, there are so many. I mean, my gosh, the Bible is like from start to finish is amazing. But this is the first scripture that when I heard it, it like punched me in the chest. And it really made me stop and ponder it. And I had to think about it a lot. And I still think about it all the time. And it is Luke 9 62. Okay. Um, and 
you'll, depending on your interpretation, but mostly it says, but Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Like there was just so much certainty in that statement. And you hear this one, um, the context of that, of that scripture is people are asking Jesus, like, I want to follow you. I want to follow you, but I want to do your kingdom stuff, but I got to go bury my, my, my dad, you know, my parents. I, I've got to go say goodbye to my family. Insert a layer of excuse that, you know what I mean? Hey, I want to go do the thing, but I just can't do it yet. I have to take some other stuff. But then as soon as I'm done, for sure, we'll get back to your business. We'll get back to the, your your kingdom. As soon as I'm done tightening up my kingdom, I'll be with your kingdom. And I kind of say that a lot. Like you can either choose to build your kingdom or you can choose to build his kingdom. What are you going to do? You know, um, and so I think about this scripture all the time of like, you know, the, the, the idea of like no one, when Jesus says no one, it's like a like no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. No one, no one. It's like, wow. Okay. So what does that mean? You know? Um, and for me, when I got back into my faith, so much of my struggle was identity. And so much of that stemmed from looking backwards, looking back at who I was through my own lens of understanding, through my own ideas of who I was as a person, as a Christian, my shortcomings, my things that I wasn't nailing, I was looking back at that. And that's not how we're supposed to live. Like you don't have an identity of what you were. You have an identity of who he is. Like who he is, is our identity. And it, it was such a hard thing to do that because I, uh, Shane and I, pastor in San Diego, he and I used to have this conversation all the time because my identity was so caught up in my job. My identity was caught up in if I was doing well financially, if it was caught up in, it was so many things I based my identity on. I used to laugh because I used to call it my man resume when I was single. Um, <laughs> I'm like, my man resume needs to be good. That means I need to have a job, a house, a car, a you know, I need to check all these boxes. And these were all worldly boxes, you know, that I needed to check to make sure I had a good man resume. Um, and, you know, the, the silliest part of that is like none of it was spiritual. Like none of it was like, hey, bro, you need to be chasing after the Lord. None of it was you need to be in the word every day. None of it had that on there, but it was all worldly stuff. And so my identity was really difficult. And I think a lot of us and a lot of people I talk to like that, that we have these conversations with, so much of it is identity. So much of it is who are you in Christ? And really what you're saying is how much of him is in you and how much of you are you holding on to? Like how much are you giving to him versus holding back, holding like holding on a death grip on the old things, your strongholds, the, the, the lies you believe about yourself, your shortcomings. Those are the things that always like that I battle with. They're my struggles. Because I remember it wasn't too long ago when I, I was struggling. It wasn't too long ago that pornography had a hold on me before I got married. And even to this day, it, it, I, it, the, the, the mental damage I did to myself by exposing myself to drugs, alcohol, pornography, whatever, have, have, have been brutal. And I, 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 I'm working through this stuff and it's, it's not a finished process. I am not a completed work. Thank the Lord. <laughs> I definitely don't want to be that. Uh, don't stop now, Lord. Let's keep going. Um, but 
I go back to this verse all the time because it reminds me I can't look backwards at those things. And it doesn't mean you can't reflect on, like, appreciate where God's taken you from. You know, I think people, I, I, I don't want to get legalistic, like, oh my gosh, I can never, you know, yesterday doesn't even happen anymore. It's like, no, like, I want to be aware of what I was because I give him the glory of where I am now and where he's taking me. It isn't a matter of, but, but I don't want to nurse hearse and what was that what's that phrase i heard people always say like you 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 nurse and then you rehearse and you repeat or something i don't know some weird like you keep doing the same thing over again you know insanity basically insanity but i don't want to keep going back to those places that i was because i'm no longer there anymore you know and and I'm, i'm so free from that and that's amazing but i don't want to give those things more credit of who i am that is not my identity and so this scripture is so powerful because it's, it, Jesus is saying, you know, the things of your past are your, like, you're not fit for the kingdom of God if you keep looking back that way. And I love that. I love that. And I think the reason why I love it so much, because I, I, I heard it through the Passion Translation, the first time I read it, which reads differently. And I love the Passion Translation Bible. Um, and I, I'm a big fan of reading a lot of different variations of each scripture Especially when I one gets in my head, I, I got to go look at how it's said differently. But I love the passion because it says specifically, Jesus responded, why do you keep looking backward to your past and have second thoughts about following me? Yeesh, right? Uh, when, you turn your ba- uh, when you turn back, you are useless to God's kingdom realm. You are useless. Like that word was a dagger. Like Lord says, you are useless to the kingdom realm when you're looking backwards at your old life, when you're looking backwards at all the reasons why you can't follow or you shouldn't follow or you will follow in a minute, but not quite yet. Like you are useless, useless. And it's like, oh my gosh, I, I don't want to be useless to the kingdom. Like I, I don't want to be in a position, again, this is not a workspace, but I want to be good. I want to be useful. I want him to use me. I don't want the Lord to see me and I'm useless because I, I, I'm never looking forward you know, and, and then I start thinking about the scripture, like reverse it. Like most scriptures you can say, and it's reverse and it sounds, you know, it makes you sound smart, but it's, it's a really great way to say it. Like, so instead of saying no one, right, you could say everyone who has his hands in the plow and is looking forward is fit for the kingdom of God. So that means if you're looking forward to the kingdom of God and you have your hand on the plow, you're ready to work. You're ready to do the Lord's work, right? You're ready to move forward. And in the the Passion Translation is that if you stop looking back at your past and you keep following me, you are useful. You are useful to the kingdom of God, the kingdom realm. And that is what what a place to be in. You know, the difference between being useless and useful is something as simple as where you fix your gaze. What are you focusing on? And if you're focusing on your past, that is, uh, you're so quick to fall into the, you know, becoming an idol to yourself. You know, you're worshiping what you were. You were you're worshiping that because you're giving it all the, the, your attention. Like when you should be facing him and who he is and everything else and let all the rest just fall away. But focusing on yourself is just making yourself an idol in your own eyes. And I know you're not like building a statue to yourself, but like where you focus is where your, your heart is going, you know? So if you're focusing on you and your past, and by the way, when I'm saying all this, like in the third person, I'm talking to me. This is a conversation I'm having with me. Like I don't want to focus on my past. I want to focus on him and my future 
my present and my future and what he's doing in it. I want to be aware of what he's doing right now and I want to be anxiously anticipating what he's doing in the future and I want to get there, but I can't get there by looking back. And so I started thinking about this verse and really playing around on my noodle and then it, I started just really thinking about like we very, I will take a scripture and try to really philosophize it. I'll try to spiritualize it and it's like, oh, you know, don't look back, you know, like fix your gaze and blah, blah, blah. And we'll get all that. And sometimes in doing that, you you will bypass the literal of it, like the actual literal words. You'll, 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 you'll gloss over sometimes in a hurry to be spiritual. You'll miss the, the whole big of it. Like, what is this scripture saying? Is that, what did he say specifically? He chose his words wisely. He's Jesus. So let's just listen to him that no one, after putting his hands to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom. All right, putting his hands to a plow. So what does that mean? That means you're ready to work. If your hands are on a plow, bro, roll up your sleeves, it's time to go to work. Plowing was not easy. Back then, it's a lot easier now, obviously, <laughs> with what it is. But back then, a plow was no easy day. You know what I mean? You had to load up on your bulls, cows, whatever, if you had that. If not, bro, you're just dragging dirt. You know what I mean? And that's when I started thinking about like, dude, it is the Lord's work. You are you are stepping into a position, a posture of your hands on the plow is signifying you're ready to do the Lord's work. You're going to plow forward. You can't plow backwards. You have to plow forwards because you have to make straight lines and everything else. And so that's what you're there to do. But more importantly, like this is where I started thinking about the literalness of it. What does a plow do? Like, what does a plow do? In its essence, a plow turns good soil or turns bad soil to good. Like a plow takes crap soil that's on top, that's all scorched and whatever, and flips it and exposes beautiful soil that's underneath it. And I'm like, what? How great is that, that Jesus would use that? Because, I mean, let's just go ahead and take a little segue into the soil, the parable of the soil. Who throws out soil? The seeds. The seeds are his word. We're throwing out seeds. Some lands on hard soil. Some lands on rock. Some lands on the pathway. Some lands in like thorns and thistles. You guys know the scriptures, I hope. If not, go check it out. Mark, Matthew is there. Um, but the, the thing that it, what happens if it lands on good soil? If it lands on good soil, it becomes 30, 60, 100 fold that seed. And so let's just think about it. Like what is the great commission that we were given? You know, it is follow him, listen to his commandments, but go make disciples, you know? And how do we do that? By spreading his seed, his word. The word of God has got to come out of us and be spread out. Well, where does that word have to land to be successful? Well, the Lord tells us it has to land on good soil. So if it's not landing on good soil, there's no chance for it. So what do we have to do? We have to get in the ready position, put our hands on the plow and start flipping soil. We have to literally start turning bad soil good. That is what we're supposed to be doing. And so I think about that scripture and that verse all the time. And I think about it in those layers, like don't look back one, but look forward because I'm not looking forward for me. I'm looking forward for his kingdom. I want to make good soil. I'm responsible for the plow. I need to get my hands in the plow. I need to turn this barren ground 
upside down and expose all the goodness that the Lord can just absolutely then shower with his word, with his revelation knowledge, his things. You know what I mean? I just need to make the soil good. And that's what a plow does. And so that was the scripture that I just, I, I gravitate towards all the time. I think about that. Like, don't look back. Or am I focusing so much on me right now? Because if I'm thinking about all the things that I'm not doing, I need to get better at, or I need to improve upon, any of those things, and I, 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 I think about this scripture, and I immediately I'm like, whoa, like it, I need to shift my focus on him. I need to lift my gaze off of what I think is important, me, and then shift it to what is the most important, him, his words. What has he spoken over me? You know, what has he spoken into my life? What did I read today? You know, oh, and amazing. So you'll love this. Like the first thing I read today, first scripture. <laughs> um, Go ahead and make all the plans you want, but it's the Lord who will ultimately direct your steps. Right? That's uh, Proverbs 16.1. Um, read that this morning. And I was like, ah, you know, again, that's just like a, for me, a God, little, a little God whisper of like, oh yeah, you can do all the toiling the striving, you can do all the things, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm the leader of this. You know what I mean? I'm going to do this. And so the quicker you get on board, the quicker you get under, you know, the idea of like, Hey, like I've got you, I've got this. My plan's great. My kingdom is so good. Like all that, then the better your day is going to be. And just giving into that and just releasing that is, is, is so it's difficult but it's so amazing at the same time. It's something that I, it'll never be done. I always have to have that struggle. Not always. I mean, I hope not. But I mean, I want to always be aware of the things I'm holding on to for me. And and when I'm doing that, I'm not plowing. When I'm doing that, I'm not flipping soil. When I'm doing that, my witness is less than. And I'm very much witness-centric. Like I, I want to live my life that leaves no doubts to anybody who's around me. Um, you know, and again, that could be like the, 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 the rubber band jerk react, like snap back reaction, uh, the pendulum swing from living a life that was so visibly the wrong way. But for me, it's important. It's very important to, to have the integrity of, of having my witness. Um, and again, my, my Tio, the first word he ever spoke over me was about giant killing and, and things. And I'll, I'll go into that one of these days. Um, but like pure hands, clean hands, pure heart. You know, making my, giving my, my spirit, my soul room for him to do what he needs to do. Um, and that is the plow. Like, let him use me to, 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 to turn soil, to, to, to reach those who aren't receptive to the word, just to expose some of their underbelly, expose some of their heart, break down some of the walls around their hearts. Like, just give them a different version of what Christianity looks like, what a Christian looks like, what love looks like. And I can't do that if I'm focused on me. And so Luke 9.62 is one of these just, I love it. And every time I think about it, I think about it from a different perspective and I, and I try to add layers to it. But like, I just love that Jesus used the, the, the word plow. And I love that that means so much about what a plow does and his kingdom and the soil. And it's like, gosh, Jesus, you're so good. Um, I want to be useful, not useless. I want to be, I desire the most to be used for his kingdom. I desire the most to like, what, to be a part of that. Just to be a part of building his kingdom. Like, golly, what a privilege. Like, that we even get to co-labor with him on these things. Like, he would even use us. It's just mind-boggling. 
it's so humbling and so baffling. Like, like, bro, you want to use me? Like, did you even, did you read the cliff notes about what was what, you know? And he loves us. And because he loves me the way that I'll never know or understand or comprehend, he's like, let's do this, bro. Get on this plow. Come on. Like, I, I, I want you to be fit for the kingdom. I want to do kingdom work, but I need you. I need you to co-labor with me. And I'm like, man, it's a privilege and it's such an amazing thing. So, so this smooth stone is the first smooth stone that I ever picked up and that I always will keep because it just is a never-ending reminder of where my focus should be and what the work is. And not like I'm being saved by my work, but no, no, no. Like this work is the privilege of working for the kingdom. It's the honor of working in the kingdom. It's it's the thing that like, it, you know, it's the great commission. Let's go make disciples and perfect. And I'm going to grab this plow and get to work. Let's get to work together. So yes, that is my smooth stone number one. Um, I obviously have four more. <laughs> Um, uh, and I'll kind of go through those as we, as we get this, I don't know if I'm doing one per session or not, or like, you know, break them out, whatever. I don't know yet, but, uh, you know, it's, they're, they're, they're fun. Some of them are probably everyone knows, but this was the one that I, I don't hear very often. It's not a scripture verse that I ever like remember ever reading on my own because I wasn't a big reader and I've never really heard it preached before ever. And, and so it's just an idea that I just play with all the time. So thank you for your guys' patience and listening. Um, I hope you have a great one and we will talk to you soon. Bye. You have been listening to a sub church podcast. Just know you are cooler than all your friends that didn't.